Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration and powerhouse pep talks Jillian style with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I am super, super, super excited. I've got my dear friend Katie Larson here, and we are going to be talking about all sorts of amazing things today. Katie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Okay, so I have to share a little bit of how we met um, with the listeners so they can get the context with that. But Katie is an author, and she is a self-published author. She's an incredible author. Like, she's just – I just I can't wait for you to, like, hear her personality come out throughout this podcast interview because I just love her. And the reason I know her, the way I know her, is because uh, many of you know I self-published a journal um, – at the end of 2017 and Katie's sister works with my husband and they were talking about how I did that and Katie's sister said oh my sister is a self-published author and so Katie like well we became friends on Facebook and I was said I'd love to like just chat at some point she's like oh I'll be over on Saturday <laughs> she was just like I'm coming over we're gonna talk like, okay awesome and she just taught me so much about how to self-publish and I just like instantly fell in love with her because she's just no nonsense like she loves you where you are and she's gonna tell you how it is and Katie that day was so fun like I don't know if you've got the similar memories but that's my version of the story <laughs> no absolutely it was you know there's a lot of information that goes into self-publishing and you can't really just do it over messenger yeah Sometimes, if you have the ability to actually sit down in person with somebody it takes that long to communicate all the things that you need to communicate totally and like really friends i really could have used that conversation before i self-published my journal but that's a whole different topic of conversation ultimately for me i needed to get that out of me and i didn't I didn't even know that there was a process or like a, a, a planned process for launching something. I just needed to get that journal out and out of me and it's helped a lot of people. And next time I do it, I'll be a little bit more thoughtful about the process, but Katie's a whiz. And actually just to plug you even deeper, Katie was a guest speaker in my academy. Um, my, my true you Academy. Um, every month I have a guest expert come in and teach us and Katie, Katie was one of our very first. She came in and she, we sat down for about an, an hour and she taught us some good stuff. She's nodding at me. I wish you on the podcast could see that. But, <laughs> but that was a fun conversation. You were able to teach us a lot there. Yeah, it's really fun. I, I like giving back. So for me to be able to say, I've been doing this for, you know, X amount of years, five years. And 
here's what I've learned and sort of like called along the way and just pass that on to other people who are thinking of publishing or have maybe already published something, but don't understand why something is not selling. Um, it's just really gratifying to be able to share all of the things that I've learned through errors. <laughs> yeah, no, well, and that's exactly it, right? Like we just, we fumble through things and then when we figure it out, it's like, oh, people need to know this. Like it took me this long, I can share this now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. So just a little plug, if you're thinking about joining the Academy, you are going to have a guest expert recorded call with Katie in there. So, um, so that's just something for you to think about. Katie, let's dive into you because I want, I mean, being a self-published author is a really freaking cool thing, but how did you get here? Like, how did you decide, like, I'm going to be a self-published author? I did not. That was not <laughs> Um, so I have a degree in marketing and public relations. And after I graduated college, that's what I did for over a decade. Um, but so years ago, I don't want to give away my age forever, <laughs> you know, in the early ish 2000s, perhaps mm -hmm. uh, the economy tanked and I got laid off and I was unemployed for nine months, mm -hmm. um, which is a long, long time. Oh yeah. <laughs> my husband works full time. And at that point my daughter was, um, in elementary school. So she was gone all day too. So it's just me and the dog mm -hmm. at home all day. And you can only clean so much mm -hmm. and talk to your dog so much, um, <laughs> before three o'clock when the child would get home. So I got really bored and um, I've always been really good at writing. I don't mind it. Like papers in college and school were nothing to me. I could just whip them out. Yeah. Uh, so I, and I'm a huge reader, huge reader. So I was reading probably because, you know, I had lots of free time on my hands, <laughs> um, five to seven books a week. And I <clears throat> noticed that. I couldn't find a good combination of what I really wanted in a book. Mm. Uh, I tend to really love thrillers and, and mysteries and psychological thrillers, but I also love romance. Like I love a good romance story. Um, and I couldn't find something that really meshed those two worlds together. Mm. I wanted, I wanted it all. I wanted like the really deep plot that's going to hook you with a romance story added in. So I started writing my own and that's how I fell into this uh, career. <laughs> that is so cool. And so many nuggets that you can really glean from that. Like friends, if you don't have it available, make it right. Yeah. Like you can't find it create it, be the leader, be the first one that's going to step down that path. That is mind blowingly awesome that you did that. And I did it without assuming that I was going to publish. This was just for me. I really needed to do something besides have a conversation with my dog. Uh, <laughs> so I was doing this just to like, you know, I don't bleed creativity and have my brain not atrophy while I was looking for another job. Right. Uh, so I ended up, I self-published the first, um, so I wrote a book. It was long, so I split it into two. So it's a little bit of a cliffy at the end of book one. Yeah. Um, 
and I published that. And then four months later, a hybrid publisher uh, picked me up and asked me for the next four books that I was going to put out. So I ended up having eight books with the publisher, uh, and then I was self-publishing in the books that I did not want to go to the publisher because I didn't want to split my royalties with them anymore. <laughs> um, but it just snowballed. It, it literally just snowballed and turned into this thing that I never really saw coming. There was no planning for it or, you know, <laughs> layout map for my life. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, it's just amazing that you literally created this brand new, like life threw you a detour and you were like, oh wait, actually this is where I'm meant to be. Like I had no idea this is the road that I was meant to be on. Yeah. How did this happen? But it's pretty awesome. Let's roll with it. Seriously. So now how many books have you published and self-published like all in total? I think I'm at 17 right now. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's, it really is fun. So I get to travel the country and meet readers at signings, which is amazing. Um, early, early fans back from 2013, the first people who ever wrote, read anything that I wrote, um, now have become like family friends. Yeah. One reader and I connected and now our families go on vacation together once a year. They're from That's Indiana, so we're from Maine, but you develop this really tight bond. Yeah. Um, sort of with that original crew that you were just thankful that anybody read your book, let alone that they liked it and found you online. <laughs> like you really liked me? Oh my gosh, let's be besties. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so fun. So actually, can we talk about the book signing? Because we, you and I have never actually had that conversation. I'm just out of pure curiosity. Like, how do you even plan that? Like, where do you go? Where do you start? That sounds so fun. Sure. So the romance community in general, just yeah. uh, in the indie world, uh, they throw, bloggers will host or other authors will host these signings. So it is uh, best compared to a trade show where you might have 50 authors from all over the world come to this location and then they'll sell tickets and you'll have maybe 500 to a thousand readers come. Yeah. Sort of, they come to meet their favorite authors, but to find new ones. Um, so you're just meeting people from everywhere and you're also connecting with your, your fellow authors in the, in the industry so that you can, you know, really cross promote and, find new people to glean more information from and help you along your journey and help them along theirs. That is so cool. Like talk about tribe. I mean, you know, like tribe is huge for me. Like having that like family feel that built in community. That's how I've built my business with my mastermind and my academy. And so just in, in your world, that's so innate in a couple of different ways. You have a tribe with your readers, your loyal evangelist fans, and you have a tribe with other authors and other people that are doing what you are doing. Like that is so meaningful. It is. Um, and you need other authors. You can't, I mean, writing a book is very solitary. Mm -hmm. You're not talking or collaborating with somebody every day while you're in your own brain 
pumping out 80,000 words. Right. Um, so when it comes time for the book to be done and you want to launch it, you can't just expect to do it by yourself. You actually need your readers. You need book bloggers and you need your other authors all to sort of come together and help you for one week, just spread the news everywhere. Yeah. But it's nice because uh, you find critique partners where another author who perhaps, like in my opinion, I think is better than me, a better writer than me, will read my book for me. And I will take that feedback and leave it in. It's constantly sort of improving upon your own profession, really. Oh, that is so cool. I love that so much. Um, can we just take a little snippet here about how you do all this? Because you're also a mom. You also work part-time. Am I correct with that in this moment in time at the recording of this podcast? Like, how do you do it all? <laughs> <laughs> Um, not very well. That's what it feels like most days. <laughs> but truly, um, so I th think the biggest thing was when I decided to go part-time so that I could pursue writing more of my time so that it, it wouldn't take so long to get a book out every year. Um, so that means you have to stick to a routine mm -hmm. and let's get real honest here, actually. Yeah, please. My first month, uh, my first month where I was home three days a week to write was the worst. I, it is so ingrained in us to be, to believe that you have to work a nine to five in a cubicle mm -hmm. or you're not valued. Yeah. Um, that I had anxiety I had writer's block. I had guilt. Yeah. While I was home, it's not my work day. It's also my, well, my husband's at work all day. So when he gets home, he thinks I've been home all day. So the house should be clean. Dinner should be ready. Um, you know, the dog should be tended to. The kids should be fine and alive. Uh, <laughs> all while trying to write, you know, 5,000 words a day, right? Which I don't know if any of you listening can remember trying to write 5,000 words in one day ever, but no, not a good time. <laughs> and, and also allowing myself to have days where I don't write. Yeah. You need a creative space too. You can't be creative 24 seven. Um, you know, you can write every day, but it's not necessarily going to be quality writing and it might not be in the project you want it to be in. Um, and I don't write just for word counts. So there's many that subscribe to write every day, no matter what, mm -hmm. just for the habit of it. Um, I don't, mm -hmm. I write when it moves me, when I'm inspired by it, because if I don't, I will just delete those words the next day anyway, because they did not pertain in any way to the direction I was going in my story. Yeah. Uh, but I really struggled for the first few months to figure out or not even figure out, but to allow myself to believe that I was still working. This is still work. Yeah. And even though it's not your traditional stereotypical work, you, I can't allow other people to interfere with my 
new definition of work. Yeah, let's let's unravel that a little bit more because there's so much worthiness stuff all wrapped up in that, right? Like we do, we define ourselves by our occupation or by the numbers that we punch on the clock. And it's a whole different flipping paradigm shift when suddenly you do have what you've worked so hard for, right? And I can remember that. I relate to that so deeply. You know, I worked so hard so that I could work for myself at home. But when I got here, I was like, oh goodness, like I've never ever pictured myself doing this. And the way that I've defined myself is it's being challenged right now. So just talk about that a little bit deeper. Well, I think that even when you finally buy into it, that does not (laughs) equate the other people in your life Hmm. believing it. So even the people that want you to be successful and support you uh, don't always immediately embrace the choice um, or, or show value in it, I guess. Um, I think it felt to me often that people just thought I was available mm-hmm. during the day um, to do whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, why can't you handle that? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I'm at work too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, my husband resented me maybe a little bit at mm-hmm. first, maybe because I was pursuing something that wasn't traditional and it exacerbated his own feelings about being tied to an office daily. Yeah. Yes. Maybe not. I mean, I can't exactly, you know, know those answers at this point, but, um, I've had to, you know, treat my business day like a business day. Mm -hmm. So while my daughter is at school, that's my time to write Mm -hmm. or do the marketing for the week, schedule my posts on my page, um, plan a sale, edit, do my cover revisions, whatever the task might be. I try to get that done between nine and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some days if I'm really not feeling it, or maybe we just do have a busy week. Of course, this position allows me to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So I can get a load of dishes done or a load of laundry done, or, you know, I am home with the dogs, so I can let them out. We don't have to worry about them holding it all day. Um, I can go grocery shopping on Fridays during the day. So that it's just all ready for the week. So there are definite household tasks that I still do um, during those business hours that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise, but that also, you know, takes some pressure off of our family unit having to get the, all those things done mm-hmm. weeknights, which are crazy busy between school stuff and everybody getting home from work and dinner and homework. And, um, and then we get our weekends still, we can still afford to relax a little on the weekends because yeah. stuff yeah. during the week. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that that's so true. And it's just so wise too, because most, um, most people look at the entrepreneurial life and they're like, freedom, you know, like that's the one word that they want. And that word actually drives me like so deeply. If I don't feel free, I'm not a happy camper. Like if I feel constricted and that's like, even my, I did, I had a friend that did my, um, my like, energetic natal chart according to the stars and like and like she goes oh my gosh like 
just the way the stars were aligned at your birth. Like if you don't feel free, you are not happy. <laughs> like it's so true. But people think like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur so I can do whatever I want. And it's like, well, like, yeah, kind of, but also no, like you got to have the self-dedication really to do the work that is going to provide for you to have that flexibility and choose what to do when, but, but you still got to do it. It's not just going to create itself. Right. No, you can't sit and watch Netflix all day or play on your phone all day. I mean, sometimes you really want to. <laughs> you, and you know what? Sometimes you even have to put on real pants. Mm -hmm. There are I've, I've got I've got a couple podcast interviews that I'm doing today, obviously this being one of them, and um, I'm like, no, I'm going to work today, and I'm putting on clothes, because that actually makes me feel a lot more productive. Yes, yes, absolutely, um, and by putting on pants, for me, sometimes that means I take my laptop, and I leave the house, and I go right somewhere else, mm. because if I'm in the house, because mom mode kicks in, wife <laughs> mode kicks in. Um, and I look and I see, okay, you know, one of the trash cans needs to be empty. Or I saw eight cups on the side table that nobody has bothered to pick up. So I'm going to bring those into the kitchen. Right. But those all take away and distract from just sit your butt down and write. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. Thanks for the honesty there because I think people skirt around that and they pretend that that's not real. I know for me, um, I carried with me that guilt. Um, so you said that your husband kind of like was feeling like, what the heck? Why aren't these things done? For yeah. me, I, I don't know that my husband actually he actually told me, he goes, no, you're at work. Like, so like he had that, but for me, I was my own worst enemy in that. I'm like, well, I'm home. I should be doing all the things I should be having everything clean. So I went through that in kind of like a reverse type way, but it's all worthiness stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, outside of being worthy, society teaches us though, that there are certain expectations in life and how life is supposed to look. And that's just ingrained into you. It's, you know, of course you're not going to feel worthy yeah. because you're not following the correct steps. Mm -hmm. You graduate high school, you go to college, you get a job. Yep. And by get a job, that means you go someplace every day and they pay you a salary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's like, okay, check, check, check. And I subscribed to that for so long. And finally, when you, when you think about, but what do I want? Like, what is it that I want? That's a way different conversation than this is what I should do. Exactly. Oh, my it's gosh. Hard. It's hard to embrace something that is non-traditional. It just takes a little while to get your brain wrapped around it. You know, people ask, so you're a stay-at-home mom? No. no. Nope. I'm not. <laughs> In fact, that is, like, my worst nightmare I was not a woman cut out to be a stay-at-home mom. I probably would have, you know, thrown the baby out with the bathwater. Like, I needed adult interaction and to be away. And so, no, I'm not. I am home doing my own things and creating my own, you know, income. And I'm self-employed. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And you're building an empire. And this is actually all just a beautiful segue because I want to talk about your amazing book, The Brother, because it's actually – just from the conversation you and I had before pressing record, it's all about the 
shoulds and the subscription to the norm of love. And I love talking about love. And so can we just dive in here? Will you please, please, please give my listeners just a little bit of insight about that book and, and just the storyline and what it comes from. And let's talk about love. (laughs) So the brother is a novel about two individuals who neither one of them, I guess, subscribe anymore to the thought of traditional love or that they're not worthy of having a traditional relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But what does that mean? Does that mean that they can't embrace each other's differences, that they need something so non-traditional that nobody else is going to be able to find it, you know, in the other person? Um, Just it's a book about what love can look like mm. when it's not just your typical connection with somebody. Mm. Uh, you're damaged and broken and you need alternate things from your other person giving them to you. You know, like sometimes you don't want affection or sometimes you're into some kinky stuff or sometimes, you know, just what does love look like to different people? And it doesn't have to be your traditional boundaries. So cool. So with that, what does love look like? Why, why do we subscribe to it having to look traditional? And what does traditional mean? Because do we all define that similarly in terms of our, and how we're raised and, you know, just like the predisposition of society? What, what is love? How do we define that? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) Because it is different for everybody. Um, I would put it under that broad umbrella of you want somebody who's going to emotionally support you, uh, be affectionate, kind, and nice. But what if you don't want those things? Mm. Like, what if you actually crave challenge? You want to be challenged by somebody. You love the passionate uh, let's call it bickering, not fights, because not everybody fighting is actually fighting in a bad way. Um, you love the passionate conversations. Mm. So you want those things in a relationship, but other people look at that and can say, you know, all you guys do is fight all the time. And why is that not okay? Why does that, if that makes you happy and you guys aren't, it's not cutting each other down, like angry fighting but you're just heated heatedly you know conversing about things that you disagree on what what makes that less than yeah that's a good question (laughs) and in the book are they are they working on figuring that out are they working together with that um absolutely so the book so Neither one of them believe that they can have a tradition. They can have a relationship, period, Mm. on a traditional relationship. Um, But also because of some psychological issues with our main character, Nora, um, she really does need and crave different. Mm -hmm. She is not your traditional person. She is... We'll give you a little. So the the tutor, the book that came, um, they're they can both be read by themselves. But the first book with Nora in it, um, she, she was held captive 
gotcha. for the better part of a year. Mm-hmm. And so that just changed her. Mm-hmm. That changed her outlook on life and what she wants from it. And does she need to subscribe to social graces and placate others? Or can she just be bold and herself? And has she earned the right to say whatever she wants, whenever she wants? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and what she learned during that time carries over into her life afterwards yeah this quest for is there somebody out there for me interesting okay first of all i love when books do that i love that when like when you take the character from one and you really make it all about her and then the next one oh that's so fun so i have to ask you where do you get the inspiration for your books and for these stories Honestly, it could be a dream. Yeah. Sometimes like one line from a song or a episode of a TV show will just like spark something in my head that will just snowball into this whole other plot. <laughs> so cool. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. So in talking about love, What would you, from your perspective, do you think there's a black and a white with love? Do you think there is a, this, this is love and this is not? Do you think that there are answers to that? I, no, I don't. I think there are a thousand different shades of love. I don't think you can actually define it or put boundaries on it and say, you know, this is and this is not. Yeah. Who are you to say? It's really up to the person who is feeling love. And even if it's wrong by, I'm going to go like wrong in moral and societal standards. If that person is happy and feeling loved and giving love freely, that is their choice. Mm. So how do you say, nope, that's wrong? Yeah. How do we as people learn to accept the way that we feel about love and this is so cool how like this trans transcribes like through or transcends through the conversation that we were having before of like the the traditional outlook on thing like how do we start to take steps toward acceptance of who we are what we love how we love what we want to do how do we start to do that i think you have to be a pretty strong person mm-hmm um, because it take you're going to have to, to defend yourself and your choices to other people who don't understand because mm-hmm. pe- people will make comments and family absolutely can be critical. Um, so I think that you really need to know who you are and what you want. You have to know it and you have to believe it so that it's not necessarily you're not defending your stance anymore to any outside person. You know, you're just saying, no, this is how, this is how it is. This is who I am. This is what our relationship looks like. And we are both super happy. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we feel the need to defend? Because at first it's like that, oh no, I have to protect this with all, with all that I have because it it is so different. Why do we feel like we need to do that? loss and expectation uh usually if you think about it if you're if you are defending it's to someone else that you also care about yeah 
you don't, I mean, people don't really get sucked into defending their relationship, their life, their choices to strangers. Right. It's to the people that we hold dear. Right. And so, you know, you don't want to lose that relationship or connection and you don't want to lose if obviously if you respect them, you don't want to lose their respect either. Right. Um, so it, you know, it's in preservation. I yeah. think. That's really profound. That's really deep. Does it, do you think it ever gets to a point that it doesn't matter or do you think that it gets to a point of perhaps acceptance from the other side, or maybe it's a combination of both. I think it gets to the point where you have weeded out the people in your life who it would have mattered to, mm. and you're only surrounded by your supportive people that didn't care in the first place. Yeah. Oh, I, I love that. Phase out certain relationships and friendships and connections over time that don't serve you. Yeah. And when you really get to the truth of who you are and who you want to be, you have probably already unconsciously started to surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. I just want to like do like a moment of silence for that because that is everything. And you know what? Like the process is painful sometimes. Growth is painful sometimes, but on the other side of it is, is just that, that joy and that like solidly being able to stand in who you are. And that is, that is freedom. Like there's that word again, that is freedom. When you understand your truth and when you literally have people around you that not only understand it, but like acknowledge and, and celebrate it with you, that's everything. Yes. I totally agree. Oh my gosh. This is awesome. Like, I'm just so excited about all, I'm so excited about this conversation, obviously, but I'm so excited to, to know that there are people who are proliferating that message into the world through every means possible, including your books. Like, that's just so powerful. Well, why shouldn't we all be accepting of difference? Yeah. And I think that in society, that would be a beautiful thing. If everybody could, there would be no people that you need to weed out of your life. But don't you think, too, that, or maybe this is just me, but there are no mistakes, right? So, like, every person that comes into our life serves us. And Abraham Hicks has this quote that says, life is always working in my favor. Or life is always working out for me. So, even the people that drive you bat bleep crazy... You know, or like the people that really like cut you down or do just disrespect you in some way, shape or form. They are there for some reason. And oftentimes I think it's to really allow for you to rise above and say, no, that doesn't define me. This is my truth. Just because you feel this way. Thank you for making me feel even stronger and even more convicted in who I am by presenting me with all the obstacles that you have. Yes. I, without challenge or failure or feeling like a failure, you would learn nothing. Right. I mean, there'd be no learning process for anybody. Yeah. What is, where's the bar on that? I have a big picture printed out on my wall that says it's okay to suck. <laughs> I remember that picture and I love it. 
because it is, and you have to remember that, um, because you will sometimes. You're never going to be great all the time. There will be flops and failures and bumps along the way, and that's okay. It's also awesome because it gives you uh, like a scale to when you do have that big success, when you do achieve the big goal, to look back and say, oh, yeah, and remember like how I overcame that to get here, right? Yeah. It helps you to appreciate the journey. Of course, it does, 100%. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. So now what's next for you within this road, within like this journey that you're on? What, like, do you have anything that you're like, Ooh, I'm, I'm really interested in trying that. Or are you still in like the, I'm just, I'm here in the now and I'm loving the journey of it all. I want to flip a house. I want to flip cool. a house. <laughs> I think that I, first of all, I love, um, refinishing old furniture. I love house updates, home renovations, um, that stuff. I'm not afraid of power tools. It is sort of my other passion outside of writing. So basically anything that I can create or change, um, is just really interesting to me. Yeah. So. I would like to obviously continue to write books, but I really want to try my hand at perhaps flipping a house and just seeing how it goes. And who knows? You never know. Yeah. It could go wonderfully and I could do it perhaps once a year, twice a year. Um, I just, I don't know, but I really want to do it, which is just weird because I had no, no uh, desire to do it two years ago, right. something came up after purchasing my own home and doing my own renovations um, and realizing, hey, I really enjoy these projects and I like painting rooms and I like putting up new trim and why can't I do this in some other aspect that could also be another income. That is so cool. And I really love how you like underlined and bolded the word want when you said that, like, right. Cause that goes back to like trusting what you want and what, yeah. and because what you want is often associated with fun and joy and excitement. And like, hello, like here's the big reveal. You guys, like you want the secret sauce of life. It's to enjoy it. It's to do things that feel fun. Right. Like we spend so much time focusing on like, Oh, when I achieve that, then I'm going to feel joy, but it's like, um, spoiler alert friends. If you have to like have this horrible like road to getting to fun, that's not a good time. And it's not going to result in fun either. Well, also I think people get hung up on the, um, I have to make the money to support mm. the fun. Yeah. You can't go do the fun things without funds. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I mean, unless you love just like hiking or swimming and you can just go outside every day and do your thing. Like, I guess that's totally different, but most of us, there's some cost associated with whatever hobby or fun thing you'd like to go do. And I think that people get hung up on, you need X amount of dollars to survive and then X amount to have fun and the daily grind. Mm -hmm serves to pay life's tax. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because, I mean, 
currency is energy, right? So if you are having a good time along the way, more abundance will flow to you in, in the form of many different things, but money potentially being one of them if you're open to that. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. I have to ask you, what do you do for your own self-care? Because the creative process is no joke. And allowing for yourself to have space to create, right? Because we think like, oh my gosh, like I got to get these posts up and I've got to do this. I've got these calls or, you know, all the things. But it's like, but if you don't give yourself room to even think in the process, it's, everything's going to fall flat. So what do you do to allow for yourself to really take care of your tender needs? So I am big into essential oils, mm -hmm. um, specifically orange and lemongrass. Mm -hmm. Those I'll have going in my diffuser all day long if I need to. Um, Obviously writing is not great for your posture and or physical health. Mm -hmm. You're just sitting while doing it. Uh, so I, not as regularly as I should, but I am a huge proponent of massages. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to just listen, I think is the biggest thing. I listen to my body. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm feeling extra tired and um, not creative, then that's a day that right there I know, okay, today's the day you're going to go run your errands for the week. Yeah. Like, I'm, that's what's going to make me happy. I'll, the checklist will be completed. Um, and then, you know, the next day, I usually feel better. It's like I had too many things like life things piled up the family the kids the husband the household and I need to get that weight off so mm -hmm. I try to just pay attention and really just listen to what your body's telling you yeah it's so true that intuition is just it's gold and it's it literally is there to tell you exactly what you need based on what it wants, right? Like there, it's, that's your, that's your guiding force right there. So good for you. That's amazing. That's incredibly inspiring as well. Oh, oh you. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you a couple fun questions as we wrap up this conversation. First, I have to thank you because this has been really fun to like do this deep dive with you. Um, what's your favorite book? That is like the most unfair question ever. I know. <laughs> It's like ask me which kid's your favorite, um, <laughs> but I do have two favorites, so yes. <laughs> tell the other ones. Um, I would say Jezebel mm -hmm. followed by The Tudor. Those are my cool. two favorite book babies. Yeah, cool. Jezebel was the one that you gifted me when you came here, uh, and it's just, you guys, you have to go check out Katie's covers as well actually while we're on that where where can people find you where can they join your tribe where where can they go and get more katie in their life um well i am on you know all the social medias and it's k just the initial k larson um on facebook i have a reader group too it's the k larson author support group because most people need some support after reading one of my books <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a website though. It's just katelarsonauthor.com. Awesome. Um, yeah, but you can, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
Goodreads, Amazon, wherever you want to go, just search my name. I'm probably there. I try yeah. to be everywhere. <laughs> she tries to be everywhere. And for good reason, because you're just like such a bright light and your, your personality is so magnetic. Um, okay. Favorite vacation spot. Ooh. If I could just pick anywhere in the whole world. Yes. Okay. Italy. Oh, that was, that's my ideal vacation. Yeah. Yep. I'd go back to Italy in a heartbeat. It is just, I cried when we had to leave to come home. Oh, I believe it. I was upset. I didn't want to come back. (laughs) What is your, what's your favorite meal that you had in Italy? (laughs) Oh, I am a sucker for gnocchi. Okay. So, I mean, honestly, any gnocchi, but gelato, real gelato. Yeah, that's pretty good too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Favorite thing to do on the weekend? (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Serious, nothing. Like I want to roll out of bed at 10, drink three cups of coffee with no interruption or sound. And like the ideal life. Yeah. And like mess around on my phone and maybe later take the dogs to the park and let them run around. so They're not crazy for the rest of the day. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it so much. Okay. And this is my final question. I ask every um, interviewee, what are you grateful for? Oh my gosh. Everything. Mm. I'm grateful for everything. I'm grateful that I ever opened a Word document and started writing. I'm grateful for my daughter. I'm grateful for my parents. I'm grateful that this world has sort of just thrown things in my lap in such a crazy way. Um, I I don't know, just life, I'm grateful for life. That's good. That's good, friend. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for this conversation. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful that my listeners are going to get a little slice of Katie in their mornings. And friends, I will post everything. Like I'll tag all the links and everything to reach Katie um, in the show notes. But Katie, thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. Thank you for having me it was a blast it was a blast all right friends i hope you have a great morning have a wonderful day know that you are worthy and just have have enjoy life we're gonna leave it on that enjoy your life today Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question? The, how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life 
on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are doing that self-discovery work and I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact but also want the beautiful crazy amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the mastermind and the academy so if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go let's hop on the phone please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact we will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation and we're going to set up a 30 minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.